And we are continuing in the, the, the series from 1 Peter today. We're actually, uh, we are now on a new memory verse, um, which you guys evidently need to work on the last one a little bit too. Uh, but uh, the new memory verse today is actually the 1 Peter 3a. It's actually on the window by the coffee too, so um, you'll see that already there. But uh, we're going to read from 1 Peter 3 uh, verses 8 and 9 today. So let's read that all together. It'll be up on the screen in just a second, I think. There we go. Here we go. Finally, all of you, be like-minded, be sympathetic, love one another, be compassionate and humble. Do not repay evil with evil or insult with insult. On the contrary, repay evil with blessing because to this you were called so that you may inherit a blessing. 1 Peter 3, 8 and 9. So obviously we're continuing in 1 Peter today and we're going to take some time, actually before we even jump into that verse, uh, we're going to take a little bit of time and get to know the author of the book that we've been looking at uh, since the beginning of September. And so the author of the book of 1 Peter is Peter. Nice work. Half of you had coffee, half of you did not. Uh, so <laughs> the, the author of 1 Peter is Peter. And so we're going to get to know Peter a little bit today because what's interesting to me as you read through the New Testament, the Peter that we get to know in the Gospels, in his interaction with Jesus and the disciples, and what we see there is very different, as our series points out, it's very different than the Peter who just wrote, read, wrote the words that we read to be like-minded, to be sympathetic, to love one another, to not repay evil with evil. So um, we're going to get to know Peter a little bit today and, and figure out who he is. And so first of all, who is Peter? Number one, Peter stumbles. He stumbles a lot. He is quick to speak and slow to listen. And so he stumbles a lot. Um, and a couple examples, one of them is uh, Jesus takes uh, James, uh, Peter, and John up, up the mountain for Jesus' transfiguration. And while they're up there, Jesus' face shines like the sun. His clothes became white as light. And then all of a sudden, Moses appears and Elijah appears. And Jesus and Moses and Elijah are all talking. And in stumbles Peter. And he says to Jesus, Lord, it's good for us to be here today. If you wish, I, um, I'll put up three shelters. One for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. And while he was still speaking, the Bible says that God interrupted Peter. And the cloud came down and God says, This is my son whom I love. Listen to him. God interrupts Peter and tells him, listen to Jesus. But Peter's just talking, right? He doesn't always think about what he is saying. He doesn't always listen. And as getting to know Peter further, we, we see that he's a guy that he jumps into things full force. And I love people like that. I love people that are just like, yeah, we are in it. But that is not always the greatest quality if there's not a little bit of wisdom and understanding behind that, right? And in, in this situation, in this instance, he inserted himself into the situation 
And he didn't really understand what was going on, right? He was only thinking about human things. It was quite the spiritual moment, but he was thinking about human things and started talking about like building a shelter or a tent for Moses and Elijah and Jesus. So he was, he was a bit of a stumbler. We see him further in another situation. Jesus is telling a parable to uh, the Pharisees, and the Pharisees were notorious for not understanding what Jesus was saying. So Jesus tells the Pharisees this parable. After they go, Jesus then explains this parable to the disciples. After Jesus has explained it to the Pharisees and then to the disciples, Peter stumbles on in and he says, Lord, I don't get it. Can you use plain language? And uh, again, Jesus, uh, with a very funny reply, says, it literally says this, Are you being willfully stupid? (laughs) Man, Peter, he was in it. He was full force, but he didn't understand. He knew who Jesus was, But he lacked wisdom and understanding. He could only see the the human side of the situation. So we see Peter, he's a stumbler, quick to speak, slow to listen. Next we see that Peter stops. He pushes against the plan. So in another moment, here we are with Peter and Jesus and the disciples, and Jesus is telling his disciples that, that he's got to go to Jerusalem, and he has to suffer. And he must be killed because we, we, we know how that plays out. Peter takes Jesus aside and he begins to rebuke Jesus and he says, Never, Lord. This shall never happen to you. So here's Peter stopping things, trying to be in charge of the situation. And I find it interesting because he is telling the Lord... Which normally when we say Lord, we think of like somebody who is in charge, who is over us, right? He says, never Lord, right? But here's Peter telling the Lord what he will and will not do. He's the disciple and yet the teacher is who he's telling how it's going to play out. So here's Peter being a bit aggressive in the situation, a bit controlling. Jesus corrects him and he puts him in his place and says to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block for me. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. So we've got Jesus, or we've got Peter who calls Jesus Lord, but he doesn't know what that means. He knew who Jesus was, but he didn't know God's plan and he was trying to stop it. Because he could only see the human side of the situation. So we've got a Peter who is a stumbler. We've got Peter who's trying to stop things. And we also have a Peter who is selfish. He values position over submission. In another scene with Jesus and his disciples, very famous scene, they're at the Last Supper. Jesus gets up from the meal. He takes off his outer cloak Jesus wraps a towel around his waist and he gets down on the floor, he kneels, and he starts washing the disciples' feet. So Jesus goes from one disciple to the next, washing their feet, and Jesus gets to Peter 
And Peter says, Jesus, you're not going to wash my feet, are you? And Jesus replies, you do not realize what I am doing, but later you will understand. Peter says, no, you will never wash my feet. Peter likes that never word, right? He likes to control it. But So here's Peter. He's got and Jesus, who is the Messiah, the Son of God, and, and Peter knows this. And he's continuing, Jesus is continuing to show his disciples who he is and who God is. And Peter rejects Jesus' feet washing, but none of the other disciples did that. But Peter, with a, a bit of pride, tells the Lord that he should not be washing his feet. Not at all understanding what Jesus is doing. And again, Jesus corrects him and he says to Peter, unless I wash your feet, you have no part in me. That changed Peter's mind a little bit. And he replied to Jesus, he said, well then, Lord, if that's the case, you can wash my feet and you might as well do my hands and my head while you're at it. Because here's what Peter's thinking. He's thinking, oh, well, I really don't want you to wash my feet, but... I, kind of, I still want to have a part with you, so if that's what it takes, yeah, go ahead and wash my feet and my hands and my head while you're at it because I do want a part with you. And so what we see with Peter is that he's, he's thinking of himself, right? And he's thinking about what he could get out of the relationship with Jesus and his standing with Jesus. And so, well, you're never going to wash my feet, but I, if that's what it takes, go ahead, do it. Do the rest of it too. So we've got this prideful, selfish Peter who calls Jesus Lord, but he actually lacks the humility that he needs, and he only sees the human side of the story. So we've got a Peter who, who stumbles, a Peter who stops things. We've got a Peter who is selfish, and we have a Peter who slices. He wants the promise without the pain. Another very famous moment with Peter is that the, Jesus and his disciples are in the Garden of Gethsemane at the end of Jesus' ministry. The high priest walks in with the soldiers and they are about to arrest Jesus. And Peter, always being slow to act, right? Not quite. Peter rips out his sword. He slices off the ear of the high priest's servant to protect Jesus. And Jesus stops Peter and tells him to put away the sword and says to him, Shall I not drink the cup my father has given me? He's basically saying, Peter, this is why I came. Do you not understand? But he didn't. He knew who Jesus was, but he didn't understand the sacrifice and the pain that was needed he could only see the human side of things. And so this is a very, very brief summary of who Peter is. Peter's actually one of the most mentioned disciples in the Bible. And so there's a lot of stories about Peter. But in just that short summary, we see that Peter is a bit um, stumbling, quick to, quick to speak, slow to listen, controlling, a bit prideful. You know, he wasn't a complete mess, though. Uh, on, on Peter's side, he, he does some really great things. When Jesus said, come follow me, he did. He was quick to come and follow Jesus. 
When Jesus says to Peter, who do you think I am? Peter was the first one to say, you are the Messiah. So, Peter, Peter had some great things. He knew who Jesus was, but he was not poised, he was not perfect, and he certainly was not exhibiting the actions of a man who eventually wrote to be harmonious, be like-minded, be sympathetic, to love one another, to be humble and to not repay evil with evil, but to repay evil with blessing because we see that he wasn't good at living in harmony with people. He wasn't good at being compassionate. He wasn't good at, at loving and being humble. And so the question I want to pose to you this morning as we look at who Peter was and then we look at who Peter became when he wrote the words in the verse this morning. The question is, what changed? Something changed. And I ask the question because in this whole series, our call as followers of Christ is to live what? Starts with a D and it's the name of our series. Different. Different. Good. It's on the, I think it's on your bulletin. Our call is to live different. And the Peter we see in the Gospels versus the Peter we see in our verse today is very different. And I don't know about you, but I actually identify a lot more with the Peter that I just described. Because I'm pretty sure Jesus has looked at me before and said, Ryan, are you being willfully stupid? Yeah. Yeah, that's me. I claim that. And absolutely, I have tried to control a situation instead of letting Jesus be Lord. That is absolutely me. And I have looked at myself more and my needs more than I have looked at God's kingdom and what that means. That is me as well. And do I like to submit to authorities as Pastor Aaron has talked about submitting last week and Pastor Steve talked about it the week before? I don't like those. I didn't actually like those very much because I don't like to submit. So you can call me Peter on that one. So when the verse says that we read today to be like-minded, to be sympathetic, to love one another, to be compassionate and humble, to repay evil with blessing, I actually say to myself, that sounds very cool. But that is not my first reaction. That's great. But how? How do I do that? How did Peter, this guy who was kind of a mess like me, turn into the guy that says, we'll do this. We pay evil with blessing. What changed? Here's what changed. Peter went from knowing Jesus. He knew who Jesus was. But he went from knowing Jesus up here to experiencing his love here. It it went from his head to his heart. 
Peter knew Jesus here. He spent three years with Jesus. But even while he knew Jesus up here, he knew he was the Messiah. But he did not understand in here. He was continually thinking in human terms. Jesus even said that you were thinking about human things. And so as he was thinking about human things, like he knew Jesus was who he was. He knew he was this Messiah. He knew he came to save us. And so in human terms, Peter kept thinking, cool, you came to save us, so we are going to crush the opposition. We will show those Romans what is up. And Jesus, you have got the power. You can do miracles. And so you can use that, those miracles and your power to show the Romans what's up. And can I borrow some of that power? Because we can, we can work together as a team and we will crush them and we will fight to the death. And not your death, but their death. We are going to win. Because Peter was thinking in human terms. But Peter hadn't experienced Jesus' love yet. And Jesus' love looks a lot different. His victory looks a lot different. But all Peter could think of is what we do as humans, right? How we treat each other. How we look after our own interests first. He was thinking about how we win arguments, how we win battles, how we settle injustices against ourselves. But Jesus was different. Philippians 2, 6 through 8 says that Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing. By taking the very nature of a servant, he made, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. Jesus was different. Jesus, the Son of God, got down on his knees and washed the disciples' feet. He became a servant for us. And then he took it a step further. And he basically said, you know, there's going to be a lot of, there's going to be a lot of things that people do to me. There's going to be a lot of evil that comes my way. And it's going to hurt. But I'm different. My love is different. And I'm going to repay that evil with blessing. And he humbled himself. Became nothing and obedient to death on the cross. And 
And Peter saw that. And when Peter saw that, when Peter experienced what Jesus' love was like, that's what changed. When Peter saw that and experienced his love, all his willful stupidness, his belligerent actions, all his selfish motives were overshadowed by the love of Jesus. And once he saw that, and once he understood that this Messiah that he knew up here loved us the way he did, that's when he could write the words to us and he can say, be like-minded. Guys, be sympathetic. Love one another. Be compassionate. Be humble. You don't have to repay evil with evil or insult with insult. Repay evil with blessing. Why? Because that's what Jesus did for us. That's what Jesus did for Peter. Peter saw it firsthand and it changed him. And when it changed his heart, that's how he could be different. And so what do we do, guys? How do we do this? How does somebody like me go from somebody like Peter to this changed, different person? And the answer is three words. Look at Jesus. I love this song. It's an older song called Turn Your Eyes on Jesus. And it says, Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face and the things of earth grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and his grace. And I love those words because when we do look at Jesus, when we turn our eyes and we look at him and his sacrifice and his love as he was on the cross, all of the human things that we think become foolishness, strangely dim, We look at Jesus and all of our human desires fade away and those things seem to matter very little to us. When we look at Jesus, we can submit because the God of the universe came down and made himself nothing and submitted to the authority of man. And I don't know about you, but I'm not the God of the universe. But if the God of the universe can do that, I bet I can too. And when we look at, at Jesus, we can look at the things that are done to us. The evil that is done to us the insults that people hurl at us, 
the way we are treated by people, the hurts from family and friends. And it hurts, guys. It absolutely hurts. But when we look at Jesus... You know why we can replay evil with blessings? Because we didn't have to do that ourselves. He did it. We didn't have to make our justices right. We didn't have to pay to get repaid evil for the evil and the insults that we gave. And so when we look at Jesus and know that he paid that for us, he repaid blessing for our evil, when we look at him, that is the only way we can do that for somebody else. Guys, we didn't create different. If you look at history, the history of mankind, like, Humans are all about the same. I wish I was better, but I'm not. We never have been. We're all the same. We're sinful. We're prideful. We're selfish. We want to control things. We want to be the Lord of our life. The only one who has come into the world and who's different was Jesus. He is different. We just get to pass different on to others. It may seem a little too simple maybe to just say that the answer to all this is to look at Jesus. But when we do, that is how we can live as he did. Because what it does, it reminds us of him, his sacrifice, his humility, And it takes our mind off ourselves and our desires and our world moves from here to here, from our head to our heart. And when Jesus changes our heart, then we can live different.